Good evening, fans of Friday Night Lights. This is Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Cliff Notes Podcast Weekly Pregame Show with your host, Clifton Grooms. And welcome, everybody, to the eight-man portion of the Week 12 Pregame Show. I am your host, Clifton Grooms. We originally were going to do everything as one big segment, but I didn't want to give you guys a two-hour show, so I figured let's break everything down. Let's break 11-man and 8-man separate here. So we got eight coaches, two media members for this show, so let's not waste any time. Let's go ahead. Let's get started with 8-man District 4. Here are the scores from last week's games. It was Stanberry pitching another shutout in district play, 56 to nothing over Rockport, and then East Atchison handling their business Against Worth County, 60-14 to was the final there. So that sets up East Atchison at Stanbury for the 8-man District 4 championship. Now, both these teams met several weeks ago. It was 20-18 to in favor of Stanbury. It was razor close. Could have gone either way. So I'm very excited for this football game. So we got both coaches on. So let's go ahead. Let's start with Stanbury head coach Shane Hilton. Here are his thoughts. On last week's game against Rockport and this week's preview of the, of the championship game against East Atchison. Here's Coach Hilton right now. And we're here on the Clip Notes podcast. We got eight-man district four championship football this Friday night. We got Stanbury head coach Shane Hilton with us again. How you doing, Coach? Doing good. How are you? Uh, great, Coach. Um, another impressive outing by your, by your team. Um, 56 to nothing over Rockport. Just um, walk us through the game. Uh, you know, it was kind of one of those games where, you know, you got goals set besides the win. Um, you know, uh, taking care of the ball, taking care of the penalties, um, you know, and, and, and doing what you want to do. And we were able to do that. You know, we, we didn't have any turnovers in the game. Um, kept the penalties to a minimum. And, you know, we were able to run, run for over 300 yards. You know, and anytime we can do that, you know, we, we like the end results. And, uh, defensively, we played great. You know, I mean, there's a few things here and there, but for the most part, uh, you know, we played good sound football and, and didn't give up the big chunk plays. Well, speaking of defense, uh, Coach, um, as I just mentioned, the uh, district championship game is this Friday night. Um, it is a rematch against the number two seed, East Atchison, which was a defensive ball game the last time you guys met, just a couple weeks ago of 20 to 18 was the final of that, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, Coach, um, just to talk about EA as far as the scouting report, and um, what about facing them again on Friday this time for a district championship? You know, yeah, for sure. You know, you had the nail on the head there with the last score. It was 2018. Um, you know, in fact, they had the ball with about a minute and a half to go. Um, you know, threw the ball to their one of their running backs, and we were able to make a strip and, and recovery to, to end the game. Um, but, you know, it was right there for anybody to take, and I expect nothing different this, you know, this go-around. Um, you know, we're kind of mirror images. Uh, uh, brother-in-law, my head coach, head coach, there's my brother-in-law. So, um, you know, we've gone back and forth for the last several years and he runs a lot of the same stuff we do. You know, they, they've got the athletes to do it and, uh, you know, they're disciplined with it. So I, I'm expecting this a very similar thing. And maybe, um, I don't know if you're going to hold 20 to 18 very often, two times with two teams, but um, it'll be a close ball game and, you know, we'll see how it comes out. Well, Coach, I think it's going to be a tremendous ball game. So, uh, Coach Hilton, uh, thank you so much for joining the podcast again. And um, good luck.
good luck to you and your boys as you guys try to uh, claim a district championship. All right, appreciate it. Thank you so much, Coach Hilton, for coming on and um, being another being a guest of the show for another week. So um, we also had an opportunity to speak with East Atchison coach Aaron Barrett. He's also a frequent guest here on the Cliff Notes podcast. We get his thoughts on last week's game against Worth County and another opportunity to knock off Stanberry. Here's Coach Barron's right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast. We are talking eight-man District 4 action championship game this Friday night. We got East Atchison head coach Aaron Barron's with us. Coach, how are you doing? Doing great, Clifton. Uh, well, Coach, um, your team is moving on to the championship game with a victory over a really good Worth County team. 60-14 to 14 was the final there. Um, coach, just uh, break down the game. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, boys came out real fired up. Uh, you know, anytime you get a host playoff game, it, it gets the juices flowing a little bit. Um, we got some momentum early on offense, and defense played played well like they've been doing all year. And, um, you know, once we kind of kind of got on top and, and kept it rolling, it was nice to see. So, um, that definitely short and sweet. Definitely guys were able to get the job done there. So, um, Coach, uh, that moves you into a championship game in a rematch against Stanberry. So, um, Coach, uh, just break down the scouting report as far as the Bulldogs this time around, and um, what can we expect from this football game on Friday with a district championship on the line? Yeah, you know, they've, uh, you know, all through, you know, the last probably decade they've been as, as successful as any program, and, you know, they're not, they're no stranger to uh, this environment and, you know, the, the win that they got against us a few weeks ago, you know, gave them the opportunity to host this game. And it's always, you know, better to host and have to travel, but, you know, our guys, you know, we made that trip and um, we felt like that game could have gone either way. And, and I feel like Friday night is going to be just a real physical, uh, hard nosed football game. Um, you know, points might be at a premium. So, you know, I think whichever team, can uh, can hold on to the ball and can execute offensively is going to um, have the most success on Friday. Well, absolutely, Coach. Um, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast once again, and uh, good luck to you and your boys at a district championship game on Friday night. Appreciate it, Clifton. Thank you. Thank you so much to East Atchison Wolf head coach Aaron Barrett for coming on the show once again. Now, now, right after we interview these coaches, we had Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane on to break down all four districts. Here's a little bit of a disclaimer, though. During one of the last episodes with Devin and, and Anthony, we talked about the movie Elf a little bit, so I had to throw in an Elf joke in there. So if you hear a little bit of that on the um, at the beginning of this audio, so that's why we ended up doing that joke there. So a little disclaimer there, but... Now, after a minute, we get into serious eight-man District 4 talk. So here's Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane, my conversation with them, breaking down District 4 right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast. We're going to be talking about our um, our watch-along of the movie Elf that we recently watched along. So um, two questions. Um, what did you guys think of the movie Elf? And um, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? No, it is it is. Um, it takes place during Christmas, so it's a Christmas movie. So, um, Great. No, no. Well, he, I, I'm trying to figure out if Devin has ever had a good take in his life. I saw the other day he doesn't like. I saw the other day he doesn't like coffee. I don't like coffee. 
<laughs> That's true. I don't drink coffee. Uh, let Mahomes cook. Let him throw every down. I don't care. Running backs don't matter. That's it. I'm done. I'm good. I'm done now. So, um, uh, and by the way, we're done with that. We're just joking, by the way. So, um, on serious note, we got um, Devin Abertson and Anthony Crane on. So, um, we're going to be discussing um, eight-man um, district four for um, – on a side note on that, for those who didn't catch the um, the episodes last week with Devin and Anthony, we had a little um, talk about the movie Elf. So, I figured I'd bring that along on the podcast. But on serious note, we're here to break down eight-man district four. We got four championship games. This is the first one. So, um, we got um, East Atchison and Stanbury, the rematch this week in district four. So, um, I don't care which one of you goes first, gentlemen, your thoughts. Go ahead, Anthony. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be real similar to what we saw a few weeks ago. Um, unless East Atchison can, you know, do what they did to Worth County last week. Um, but then again, you know, Worth County's defense can't handle or can't match up to what Stanbury can. So we'll see. I do know that uh, Coach Barons was uh, really proud, and he mentioned after that game that this is the team uh, he thought they would be at the beginning of the year. Um, and, you know, I those teams just know, you know, because him and Coach Hilton, you know, brothers and stuff like that, they know each other really well. And I expect another, you know, 21-20 type game again. Um, but we'll see which team can – uh, adjust from their last meeting, uh, maybe find some things uh, in that in their defenses that um, they can exploit this time around. I think that would be the difference. I expect this game, just like the other four or the other three, to be really, really good. Yeah, in this game, I went. I did a dip right, did a breakdown of this going on there, and these two are the two worst offenses left in eight man. Um, East Atchison about 10th they're 10th in the state and Stanbury's 13th averaging 46 and 41 um, respectively there for each team both have the least explosive offenses left it's very defensive minded teams right here in district number four I think it's be very interesting again I mean as Anthony said it was 20 to 18 last time they played it came out of two-point conversion Stanbury was one for three and EA was 0 for three I think it's gonna be something similar to that I think both teams get the four touchdowns it's just how you do on two-point conversions and right now um, and right now, this is a coin flip. I think a lot of these games in eight-man this week are. I'll probably slide slightly with Stanbergs. I think uh, sway back there at quarterback's a little more dynamic if things are going off script than Josh Smith is for East Atchison. So I give him a slight edge there. And Tucker Sheever, we saw him last week versus Stanbury. The freshman had, I think, six touchdowns. Uh, he's over 1,000 yards rushing on the season. Now, he's really came into his own late in the year. This time of year, some of these freshmen are turned almost to sophomores with how much playing time they've had a little bit. So he's a much better player here late in the year. So I think Stanbury has a slight edge in this one, but I would not be surprised if EA pulled off the upset. Yeah, I, I also you know mentioned that was the first time I'd seen East Atchison since week one. And, you know, I was a little concerned about Ian Hedlund moving to the backfield, but uh, he's a monster back there as well. Um, I know, you know, Josh Smith kind of worried us a little bit uh, early in the season. Um, and, you know, the, still not a great passer, um, but he really uh, made some plays on the ground last week. Um, and I know Worth County isn't, you know, an elite defense by any means, um, but they were a defense that had guys like Austin Welch back, uh, and that's a big front. Um, so, that, like I said, coin flip. Um, but I think it's going to be a really good game. 
I think I think this is going to be a real good football game. I mean, you know, along with um, the other three district championship games that we're going to be talking about. So uh, that's Anthony and Devin. You know, that's um, eight-man district four. Uh, we'll be back talk about district three. That was Devin Iverson and Anthony Crane. That's our thoughts on District 4. We'll be coming back to them here shortly as we transition into 8-man District 3. Let's go ahead. Let's run down the scores from last week. North Andrew, the number one seed of the district, was able to get an 11-point win over Pattonsburg. 44-33 was the final there. And then South Holt, Nottoway Holt, was able to take care of their business over King City. 53-22 was the final there. So that sets up South Holt, Nottoway Holt at North Andrew for the eight-man District 3 championship, which I think could be one of the best district championship games of the entire area. Breaking it down, we got both coaches and Devin and Anthony. So let's kick that off with our weekly conversation with North Andrew coach Dwayne Williams. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We are talking eight-man District 3 championship football. We got the head coach of the North Andrew Cardinals, Dwayne Williams, with us once again. Coach, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Clifton. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to have you, Coach. Um, your team took care of business last Friday night in the district semifinal game against Pattonsburg. 44-33 to was the final there. Um, Coach, just um, walk us through the ball game. Well, it went, uh, you know, it went about like we thought it would go, actually. Um, you know, I kind of expected it to be a lot closer game than what we'd played them earlier in the year. Um, we'd gotten quite a few turnovers in that first matchup and, and weather and just it just kind of was an out of sorts game for everybody. And, you know, I think everybody maybe on the outside was thinking it would be another 30 point win or something. And we weren't expecting that at all. And, and you know, Pattonsburg was, I think, the third team who'd had two weeks to prepare for us this year because of COVID and cancellations and things. And it seems like when t- teams had two weeks to prepare for us, they, they, they seem to be able to maybe frustrate us at times with, with you know, they had extra practice and, and time to watch film and things. And so we kind of anticipated that a little bit. And, you know, we, we were able to get, jump out to a big lead early. And then I, I kind of felt like our guys let up a little bit. And, and we, we kind of had to, to readdress that as coaches do. And, and then once the second half got going, um, you know, we, we kind of kept it at a, a two-score lead most of the game. And then, uh, you know, we were able to take a knee there at the end, uh, I think on their five-yard line, and, and instead of punching one more in just, just, just for the glory of a, a bigger score. That's not what we're trying to do. We just wanted to get a game, uh, get a win in a game. And so we took a knee there at the end. And, and uh, you know, Pattonsburg showed up and played a great football game. And, 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 and you know, we're, we're, we're just glad to be moving on. Well, absolutely, Coach. That's the name of the game. Move on to the next round. So, uh, Coach, um, this is why we're here. We got district championships this Friday night. You guys have a date this Friday night with the South Holt, Nottoway Holt Spartans. Coach Peterson's ball club. Just, um, Coach, just give your um, scouting report with them. And um, what can we expect from the football game on Friday with a district championship on the line? Oh, I think there's going to be a, a lot of rushing yards. Um, you know, both teams run the ball real well. And, and you know, Coach Peterson does a great job with his squad of, of, of game planning and, and, you know, they're going to have a good plan. And, uh, you know, we played them two years ago in, in a, in a district semifinal game and, and, you know, they were running a different, an RPO different system back then. And it was, uh, I, I forget 56, 54, something like that. It was a great ball game. And, you know, I don't know if either team can get there this, this time. Cause you know, both teams play really good defense and, you know, I, I just think it's going to be a really physical, uh, tough football game and, and you know, they're they're loaded with great players and, and I think we have great players and uh, I just really anticipate it. it might be the shortest game of the year because neither team throws the ball a ton we throw it when we when we can and when we need to but um, I, I really feel like it's going to be a, a fourth quarter type game and, and a team that you know honors their option assignments 
and and the team that doesn't turn the ball over is going to have the best chance. Well, I've actually have told people I think this is going to be definitely one of the best eight-man uh, district championship games of the entire night. So um, I'm definitely looking forward to this one. Um, Coach Williams, um, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast once again, and um, good luck to you and the Cardinals as you guys try to win a district championship on Friday. I appreciate it, and then things go well. I get to talk to you next week. So Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much, Coach. You bet. Thank you, Clifton. Thank you so much, Coach Dwayne Williams of the North Andrew Carters, for coming on the show. We also had an opportunity to talk with South Holt, not away Holt head coach, Josh Peterson. We break down his game last week against King City and an opportunity to win a district championship against North Andrew, a rematch a couple years in the making. Here's Coach Peterson right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We are talking eight-man district three championship game. We got South Holt, not awake, whole head coach Josh Peterson with us. Coach, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Clifton. How about yourself? I'm doing great. District championships this Friday night. Gonna be some, gonna be a fun night. So Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hopefully we can come out and get that win. My my record's not not good against North Andrew right now, so I'd like to get that zero out of that win column and maybe put a one in there. So we'll definitely have the opportunity to talk about that here in just a few minutes. But um, before we can look forward, let's uh, look back a little bit. Your football team was able to get a good victory over King City, 53-22 to was the final there. So, uh, Coach, just go ahead and just break down that game for us. Um, well, we knew it was going to be a, a tough game. They have the leading rusher in the state and, uh, and the, the Muff kid who lives up to everything that, that we'd heard about. He's a, he's a great runner. Um, they're big up front. You know, they're able to run the ball. Um, I, I guess in a, in a bad way, fortunately for us, their quarterback did go down. I hate saying that cause I never like to see a kid get hurt. Um, but with him going down, it actually did us a favor, taking one of their weapons out of the game and allowing us to pretty much focus our attack on him. And then offensively, we just were able to run the ball and, and, uh, actually we were able to throw the ball too, but you know, come out, played sound defense. I was actually nervous for that game because, you know, we really don't play GRC schools other than Worth County week one. So this is kind of new to me. I've never played King City before other than when I was in high school, and that was 20 years ago. So <laughs> it was just overall it was a good game. We came out, we executed our game plan, and I think we held uh, I think we held Muff to 106 yards rushing. He's averaging 240 or something like that on the year. So, again, our defense did a, fa- a fantastic job. So, Coach, um, you did mention it a little bit um, at the beginning. You talking about wanting to add that one to the um, win call against North Andrew. That is your opponent in this week's eight-man district for championship game. So, um, Coach, let's talk about the scouting report as far as the 2020 Cardinals and what can we expect from the football game on Friday? I think it's just going to be an old-school uh, old school ground-and-pound game where defenses are going to have to be able to bring it and – Offenses are going to have to be able to run the ball. I think we're both very similar in, um, in what we do as far as running the ball and hitting, hitting off play action pass. And then um, both, both got really good defenses. So it's just who's going to capitalize on turnovers or get stops. And I'm, in, I'm anticipating a really close game. So absolutely should be a fun game. I think this is going to be – I think this might very well be one of the most competitive games as far as the eight-man football district championship. So uh, – should be a very, very fun one in Rosendale on Friday night. So, um, Coach Peterson, I want to thank you so much for um, coming on the podcast. And um, 
Good luck to you and your boys against North Andrew on Friday. Thanks, Clifton. You have a good evening, my man. Thank you so much, Coach Peterson, to the uh, South Holt and Ottaway Holt Spartans for coming on the show. So um, that leads into another district breakdown with Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane. The, all the rest of these breakdowns are a little bit more serious at the beginning. So let's go ahead. Let's break down District 3. Devin and Anthony, your thoughts on this big game. We're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We are back with another 8-man district preview. This time we're going to be hitting District 3. We got Anthony Craig, Devin Albertson with us. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Doing well. Good. So um, we got um, we got district football all around. So we, we talked about District 4 already. Now we're talking about District 4. District 3. We got South Holt, Nottoway Holt at North Andrew, which I think is absolutely going to be a tremendous game. I think this might be my favorite eight-man football game of the week. Um, gentlemen, your thoughts. I'll go first here because Anthony is going to this game. This is the game I really wanted to go to, but since I knew that Anthony was going to be there covering for the forum, I decided to go elsewhere. Um, but this should be a fantastic football game. South Holt Holt's had the yips with North Andrew in the playoffs. They've been knocked out three or four times here in the recent past. Uh, North Andrews had their number. They blew them out a couple of times, had one really close win a couple of years ago back in 2018, Drew Quinlan's sophomore year where the Spartans came storming back and almost won that game, probably should have won that game. I know Coach Williams still is like, this team, you can't put them away. So this should be a fantastic football game. Both teams, um, I know the Spartans are third in the state in scoring. North Andrews eighth. Uh, they're both sixth and seventh on points allowed, both allowed in between 20 and 21. It's uh, fractions of a point difference in the two defenses. Very evenly matched. Look at all the stats. Look at the offenses, uh, the triple option really for kind of for both teams with Quinlan at quarterback, Scroggins, and then there's three backs they use there on the pitch fan for South Lanawi Holt. And then for North Andrew with Thomas, Goff at fullback, and Ecker running back. It should be a really fun matchup. It might be over really quickly. So Anthony's going to have a short night, I think, uh, with all the running there, but it should be a very fun football game. Well, you know, stopping uh, a practice last night up in Oregon, um, it's a confident team. Um, you know, Quinlan, he, you know, he said something along the lines of uh, they're going to score points because um, that's just what they do. Uh, and while I don't want to argue with maybe the best player in the state, I think it's going to, you know, points are going to be difficult to come by in this game. Um, that's not something we're used to uh, with South Holt, not away Holt. Uh, but, you know, you can't uh, argue with what uh, that North Andrew front or just that defense in general is able to do um, with guys like Clayton Linville, Brewer Wheeler, and Winston Walker. And they have 33 sacks. Um, they're just a stout defense. Um, and so I think it'll be one of the toughest tests that the Spartans offensive line has had to deal with this year. Um, and then, you know, for the last few years at least, um, you know, South Hill and Ottawa Hold has not been good defensively. And while their secondary still is not good, um, you know, their front is stout. Um, they, too, can stop the run. Um, so I can see this one being, you know, maybe not as low scoring as Stanberry and East Atchison, but I don't expect the 56-54 score like we got in 2018. So, absolutely. And in this one, I kind of go on ahead with what Anthony was saying. 
I think we're going to see this a lot like the Southwest Livingston Mount City game earlier this year where it got the first to 40, kind of won like a 40-36, where there were some points scored, but you could really feel the defense being played in the game. Like you could tell that if you're going to score, you're going to work really hard to get those points. So I think it's going to be something like that. I just – and I've been going back and forth in this game because I think North Andrew is a very good football team that's well-coached. But I just think, like, there's something with the Spartans team here playing as late. They're playing with a lot of confidence. With Brody Scroggins running the ball the way he has. And their defense has really shored up here as of late. They've had a couple of big pass plays each game. But they're after, like, one or two, they figure things out a little bit, which is a complete opposite of the Livingston game in week two where they didn't figure anything out in the past and just kept getting burnt over the top. So I think they're learning. The coaching staff is learning how to coach these kids up in the secondary. And I'm leaning towards Southwood Nami Holt pulling off the upset here. Um so I don't know if we want to give the kiss of death to the Spartans or not with this one, but I think they I think they have a good chance to pull off this upset. Well, and you know what's interesting about this game is you know in a lot of these games we look at well what's the strength of this team versus the weakness of the other. Um, this one's interesting because it's strength versus strength across the board. You know North Andrew is not a passing team, and the Spartans can't stop the pass. Um, so it would be interesting to see. I think this is just going to be like uh, Coach Peterson said yesterday, you know, kind of an old school, uh, what defense gives first. Um, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, I am not going to pick this one. I like Coach Williams and Coach Peterson too much. But, and to be honest, most of these games, it's hard to pick. Because uh, you can go either way. You know, I think you shared a GIF earlier today of a coin flip, and that's yep. – you know, across the board, uh, you could flip a coin and pick the winner of any of these four games. Oh, absolutely. Should be should be a fun one. Should be a fun one. And uh, eight-man disagree. So, uh, Gavin Emerson, Anthony Crane, thank you guys for joining me. Uh, we'll have you guys back for District 2 and District 1. Thank you. Thank you, Devin and Anthony. Once again, we'll bring you guys back for District 2 and District 1 here in just a little bit. So, let's go ahead Let's talk about District 2 now. And we have some scores from there. So only one district game was played in District 2. That was the number one seed Southwest Livingston Wildcats. They were able to defeat Concordia 88-22 was the final there. Now North Shelby was originally supposed to take on Norbert Harden Central. But Norbert Harden Central had to pull out due to COVID-related issues. So that automatically puts North Shelby and the district finals at Southwest Livingston this Friday night. The Raiders haven't even played a playoff game yet, so it's going to be real interesting to see if there's any rust there on the part of North Shelby. So we'll we'll talk about that when we talk with Coach Bass here in just a few minutes. But before we talk to Coach Bass, we had our conversation with Southwest Livingston coach Oren Magruder. We talked about last week's game against Concordia and this week's district championship game. Here's our conversation with Oren Magruder right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast talking eight-man District 2 championship game. We got Southwest Livingston head coach Orrin Magruder back with us. How you doing, coach? Good, Clifton. How are you? I'm doing great. Getting ready for all these championship games in the area. Um, coach, um, speaking of getting ready for championship games in the area, you guys did that by um, handling your business against Concordia. 88-22 to is the final, coach. Just walk us through the game. Well, um, we kicked off the start of the game. They Turned over the opening kickoff, we went down and scored. Um, they came back on a third and long and scored. So it was eight to eight. And then, um, let's see, I think 
you know, the next four offensive possessions, we threw four passes and had four or five passes and had four touchdowns. So uh, it was a pretty efficient night throwing the ball. We did have one turnover, but Wesley had six passing touchdowns, um, several rushing touchdowns. We were 11 for 11 on two point conversions. So we executed pretty well on offense. Defensively, you know, twice we let guys get, you know, loose in the secondary. So uh, really got to shore that up. And that's kind of been our bugaboo all year long. Well, Coach, uh, you got another uh, you got another mat playoff matchup this year with um, North Shelby on the schedule, the number two seed in the district. Um, Coach, just uh, give us your scouting report as far as the Raiders and um, what can we expect on Friday? Well, that's what um, really, you know, they're going to be tough. Uh, I mean, they were last year. They're hard to prepare for. They make you be so disciplined in what you do on both sides of the football. Um, they run a lot of the triple option power read stuff on offense. And, you know, if you get a defensive end or somebody takes the wrong guy, all of a sudden they're out the back gate for a long game. So uh, we really, you know, have to maintain eye discipline and attack our assignments and not try to do anybody else's job. But also at the same time, you got to be super aggressive on defense and tackle well. Um, and then offensively, you know, most of the time they're in a two down with three linebackers and uh, two corners and a free safety. So they really make you, you know, throw the ball short or, um, you know, short runs and they rally and tackle really well. So uh, the game, you know, in my mind, be just like last year uh, where the game be won and lost on the lines of scrimmage, you know, and so in the first half last year, we had no answer. Um, we couldn't get off blocks, do anything. And they ran all over us in the second half, you know, our kids kind of stuck with it and uh, started picking up the option a little bit. We started getting some penetration and really slowed down their option game. And then we started getting some movement up front when we were on offense. And then, of course, we had Mac Anderson, who is just a load to tackle. So we're a little bit different offensively this year, but we just got to be patient and really uh, execute very well. Well, Coach, I think it's going to be a really exciting district championship game on Friday. I think all these eight-man championships really are. You know, one versus two, everybody held up their end. And now um, we're going to find out who's going to be going to the Final Four. Um, Coach Magruder, um, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Once again, um, and good luck to you and your boys on Friday. All right. Thank you, Clifton, and thank you for your coverage. Thank you so much, Coach Magruder, for coming on the show. So we also had an opportunity to talk with North Shelby Coach Seth Bass. We talked about that the team's long layoff, and we talked about this week's district championship game against Southwest Livingston. Here's our conversation with Seth Bass as he returns to the Cliff Notes podcast. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast talking 8-Man District 2 Championship game. We got North Shelby head coach Seth Bass with us. Coach, how are you doing? Not bad. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, coach, nice to have you back on the show again. Um, I know it's been a couple weeks since your team has played. Um, what have you guys been really um, working on the past couple weeks? I know um, last week, um, Norbert Harden Central opted out um, last week, and then you guys had a natural bye the week before. What have you guys been working on in practice, and uh, how have you guys been trying to stay focused and staying sharp for a district championship game? Well, for the the first actual bye week, uh, we try to kind of keep it normal, and our practices are usually stru uh, structured more for individual time anyway. So we worked on a lot of individual stuff, and we did a, a little bit of team, but we mainly worked on uh, stuff that was going to be um, that would be an anticipation of this game. Um, we both kind of expected that we would get here to, to play each other. And uh, we took that opportunity to, to start kind of going over some of the Southwest Livingston stuff. 
And we had a little bit of fun towards the end of the, the week too. And, and, you know, just took a, a mental break from the, the grind. You know, last week, uh, the first couple of days, we were preparing for Norburn Harden Central. Uh, and then Tuesday night, it sounded like maybe it was going to be possible that we didn't, we weren't going to end up playing. Uh, so Wednesday, we worked on Southwest Livingston again. And then it sounded like the game might have been uh, back on. Uh, so Thursday ended up being kind of a, a split day between a, a little bit of Norburn stuff, just reviewing that, and, and then um, a little bit of Southwest Livingston stuff uh, again. But, you know, for the most part, uh, we were working on fundamentals both weeks, uh, working on tackling, working on uh, our coverage stuff and, and our basic things that we always work on, you know, our, our mesh for our option game, offensive line steps and rules, uh, defensive line uh, going against pullers and going against uh, double teams, those type of things. So. Um, we always try to keep our focus more on ourselves, on the, the things that we need fundamentally. So uh, it didn't disrupt us too much. Well, Coach, um, you mentioned it a couple of times during there. You were preparing for up Southwest Livingston. That is the district championship game ahead of your schedule here in District 2. Um, talk about your um, scouting report as far as the Wildcats. And um, what can we expect from this football game on Friday? I'd expect it's probably going to be a high-scoring affair. Um, you know, we're, we're both pretty good offensively, uh, and we both do some things offensively that are, are going to give the other uh, a little bit of trouble potentially. But, you know, they're they're loaded. Uh, Their quarterback's outstanding. Uh, the Hughes kid uh, throws a great ball, very accurate, goes through his progression. Uh, he's got a, a slew of receivers. And, you know, anytime you've got a 11 seniors on a roster of 19, you got a, a pretty special team, and that's what he's got. So... Um, but uh, I think that we've got a, a good game plan in, in place, and I know our kids are, are hungry to, to get after this game after they knocked us out last year, and it's something that we've been thinking about for a, a year. So, um, you know, it's going to be intense. It's going to be entertaining, and, and I would say there's probably going to be points on both sides of the ball. I would expect it probably is going to come down to the, the fourth quarter. Well, if you're looking for a shootout, look no further than eight-man district two. That's probably what you're going to be expecting there for that game. Um, Coach Bass, um, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast once again, and uh, good luck to you and your boys on Friday. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Seth Bass, for returning to the Cliff Notes podcast. Now, let's go into a District 2 breakdown as we bring back Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast. More eight-man football district breakdown here. Devin Albertson, Anthony Crane. If, you, if you're a big fan of Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane, you're in luck. Tonight, you get them. This is three out of four. You get them on your on, on your smorgasbord or on the Cliff Notes podcast. So, gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Great. Doing great. So, we got District 2 on the schedule now. So, um, North Shelby and Southwest Livingston, I figured probably both number one and number two seeds would hold serve. So, they did. So, um, we got North Shelby at Southwest Livingston this Friday night for a district championship. Gentlemen, break it down for North Shelby had a tough road to get here, didn't they? They didn't play a single snap in the playoffs. They got a district championship <laughs> game. I think they would have won those games anyways. It just kind of stinks for them that COVID kind of took their opponents out slash other things. So they're still a really good team. It's just kind of a weird thing to see a team get a buy all the way to district championship due to COVID and forfeits and stuff like that. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. I know, uh, you know, this summer when I was down, down in Shelbyville, uh, they were still talking about this. Uh, game from last year um, kind of felt like they let that one slip away. Um, but the real the story here is how both these teams have rebounded uh, to get to where they are. Um, you know, like I said, whether North Shelby, you know, had to play those games or not, they would have been here. 
Um, and really for them to turn over, you know, their key positions offensively, uh, it's impressive what Coach Bass has been able to do. Uh, this would be interesting uh, for Southwest, uh, whether, you know, they're completely healthy. Uh, you know, Neptune's been fighting some injuries. Um, so we'll see how healthy he is this week, whether he's going to play or not. Um, but, you know, luckily for them, they have that freak athlete in Jaden Sears who uh, can play every position on offense, basically. Uh, and he's kind of filled in nicely. Now, whether he'll be able to do that against the North Shelby front um, will be interesting and whether they have to move him back to the line uh, to kind of help protect West Hughes and those guys. Um, and really, I think even the most important player in this game, if I had to pick one, maybe uh, from North Shelby, maybe Kale Stoneburner. He played really well defensively against Stanbury and uh, forced some turnovers there. And when you're going up against Southwest, you got to have a good secondary. And so I think guys like him, uh, you know, they could make the difference in this game, whether it goes their way or uh, the Wildcats come out victorious again. Yeah, absolutely. And last year, 6-38, barn burner. Um, and, of course, Mac Anderson last year, he ran for 324 yards and seven touchdowns in this ball game. They sent Livingston to the state semifinals. Um, he was a monster. They couldn't stop him. Uh, but North Shelby in their own last year with their three senior backs last year, they ran for 320 yards against Livingston. So it was a back-and-forth game. They kind of stalled out in the second half and it really hurt them. But as Anthony said, it replaced Metis, Greenwell, and Geisendorfer in the backfield for them and come back this year and be maybe even better uh, with Stoneburner and Lunsford. Um, the backfield been very impressive for North Shelby. I was impressed when I saw them versus North Andrew. I know they lost that game. It took them about a quarter and a half to figure out the level of play they had to play at and play with the big dogs. They had played some mm -hmm. lesser opponents. Weeks. They got some things figured out. They had a key turnover that really swung things. Uh, it would have been a really close game late if that wouldn't have happened. Um, and I think North Shelby can scheme some things up to maybe limit Livingston a bit on offense. And they have a good enough scheme on offense themselves to maybe limit Jaden Sears effectiveness on D line as much as anybody can. Um, and you got to block Owen H as well. He's a guy who gets underrated a lot there, the D line for Livingston. Uh, Patrick Warren's a pretty good linebacker. They just have a group, good group of talent there at Livingston. And I think both these teams last year, we didn't realize how good the sophomore class for, for North Shelby was last year and the junior class for North Shelby last year were, as those guys are now juniors and seniors this year. And you don't usually see programs like these retool like they have. You've seen like mm -hmm. the North Danbury, the Worth Counties, how they lose like six, seven seniors. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to be better next year. North Andrews has been this year. You don't usually see that from the non-Blue Bloods with Livingston and North Shelby. This is a big, um, great job by Coach Magruder and Coach Bass to, to keep their programs at a high level despite losing some really good players and maybe a couple of the better quarterbacks in the state last year with Medicine, Mackie Anderson, maybe the best player in the state last year. Um, as Anthony said earlier, and I said this all week, it's a coin flip. I don't know who to pick here because as I love Coach Bass, I love Coach Magruder. They've both been really great to me because um, there's games that I really haven't been able to go to there in the past with these two teams. I've been to Ludlow more this year because there's a little bit of closer drive for me. I still haven't been to Shelbyville, but if Shelbyville, if they win, I might be able to go see them Saturday if they play the winner of District 1. So it'll be my first trip to Shelbyville. So I'm kind of rooting for that, but also I have Livingston as the number one team in the state. I'll probably side slightly with Livingston, but it should be a heck of a football game. I had North Shelby as my number one team. So I guess if that's how we're going to do it, I'm going to side with Coach Bass and those guys. Okay. 
So we got so we got a split so we got a split vote here. So uh, definitely uh, tune in to um, all the live coverage on the uh, on Twitter. Definitely see uh, Devin or Anthony which one of their picks come out on top. So uh, gentlemen, thank you guys so much. Um, we got three down, one to go. So um, we'll see you guys for uh, District One. Okay. Moving on to eight-man district one now. We got scores from last week. We got Drexel taking care of Jasper 50 to nothing. And then Archie all over Rich Hill 52 to nothing. So both Drexel and Archie were actually pitched shutouts in their semifinal game last week. So that brings us to Archie at Drexel for the eight-man district one championship game. We'll hear from both coaches starting to the return of the Cliff Notes podcast for the second straight week. That's Drexel coach Philip Dean. His interview is right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast. We got the eight man district one championship game this Friday night. We got Drexel coach Philip Dean with us. How you doing, coach? Doing great. Excited to uh, make my return to the district championship and the Cliff Notes podcast. Well, absolutely. I'm very excited for you to make your return, and I'm very excited for this district championship game. But um. Before we look ahead, let's um let's look back. Um, your team um, took care of business against Jasper, Jasper fifty to nothing. Let's um, coach just walks through the game. Yeah, uh, well, first off, hats off to uh, Jasper. I know it's not uh, reflected in the score, but I believe uh, Coach Ballard uh, down there runs a solid program, especially being his uh, first year and eight man. And you knew that when Jasper. Uh, came to town based on our previous meeting that they play it tough. Uh, they got some good tacklers. Uh, they got a great uh, running back, uh, Alvos, uh, who's a very shifty guy. Uh, fortunately, their starting quarterback, he was a, a bit banged up. He had kind of a high ankle, uh, but he went ahead and, and tried to uh, play in the game, and he led their offense form there for about three quarters. Uh, so hats off to that young man for uh, toughing it toughing it out. It's pretty pleased uh, with my guys. Thought we played tough. Uh, we had some limited numbers due to some quarantining uh, outside uh, the community. So uh, the guys we did have, uh, I played real tough, hang tight on defense, created uh, five turnovers, one of which we scored on, also scored a, a safety on on defense and then on the offense side of the ball. Uh, we remained uh, steady, which you like to see. Well, Coach, uh, let's uh, let's talk about the uh, district championship game this Friday night. Um, you guys are going to be hosting Archie, the two seed, in the district. So, um, Coach, just uh, run down the scouting, scouting report as far as the whirlwinds and um, what can we expect on Friday? Well, Archie's a, another kind of a surprise to the eight-man game. Uh, Coach Drew Smith over there is really – taking that program to uh, uh, the heights of District 1 and, and eight-man football. They got a buzzsaw of an offense that features a quarterback. Uh, uh, I'm blanking now. Got to forgive me. You know, they got a quarterback over there, uh, Tucker Wolf. He's a real good thrower. He's also very uh, mobile in the pocket. They're running back uh, Dylan Sutton, a uh, real shifty back. Uh, is a top five or so in rushing and eight-man football. Uh, tight end receiver, uh, Yannick, 
who uh, high points the ball really nice, runs some really nice routes, and then uh, def- or on the line they have uh, some solid uh, linemen. So uh, you know that you're going to get an offensive show, and the question is, can when you play Archie, can you just uh, keep up with them in the scoring department, and then can you slow them down defensively? Uh, it's a game that I think both sides have, have been looking forward to since we uh, scrimmaged back in, in August. Of course, uh, during the season, we ended up uh, winning that matchup, but Archie was without uh, three of their key pieces, uh, offensive lineman Titus Ward, running back Dylan Sutton, and quarterback uh, Tucker Wolf. Uh, so they lack the firepower that they'll probably have uh, this Friday night with all their pieces back in play. Well, Coach Dean, I want to thank you so much again for uh, coming on the Cliff Notes podcast talking about your um, team, and uh, good luck to uh, you and your boys in the um, Class 1 District 1 championship game. Eight-man District right, 1 well, championship game. Thank you. We appreciate the coverage. Thank you so much, Coach Dean, for joining the podcast. So we also had an opportunity to talk with Archie head coach Drew Smith for the first time. He was kind enough to give us a few minutes of his time. We talked about last week's game against Rich Hill, get to know the coach, get to know the roster a little bit, and break down this week's district championship game against Drexel. Here's our interview with Archie coach Drew Smith right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast talking eight-man district one championship football. We got the head coach of the Archie Whirlwinds on for the first time, Drew Smith. How you doing, Coach? Uh, doing well, doing well. Thank you. I appreciate it for having me. Oh, not a problem. Not a problem. It's a pl- it's my pleasure. So, um, Coach, um, first thing we like to do um, for new guests is really just get into your story a little bit, um, how you got into coaching, and um, what brought you to Archie? Uh, well, I started off uh... – Graduated uh, college about uh, four or five years ago, and I moved up north with a buddy of mine to get into uh, as an assistant role. He was the head coaching job at uh, Princeton, Missouri, uh, for 11-man football. Um, I did not graduate with a teaching degree. I graduated exercise science, uh, so I got into a school district as a para for one year. Uh, I absolutely loved it. I uh, knew that's, oh, that's why I wanted to be with a teacher and a coach. I uh, loved the opportunity to uh, be around the kids, so I, I – uh, did some uh, an alternative certification program to get certified as a teacher. Um, I stayed on up there for about four another four years uh, as an assistant, learning under under a couple of coaches with Thomas Hotmer, who's now at Crestridge, and then uh, Nathan Powell, who was the uh, longtime defensive coordinator for uh, uh, Maryville. Um, and then I uh, so I graduated high school from. Florida, Missouri, and then my wife is from the Olathe area, uh, Spring Hill, Kansas. So we kind of wanted to get back down a little bit more closer to Kansas City, and uh, I saw the job open up for Archie, and I definitely rem- I remember uh, Archie from playing them back in my high school days. Uh, and so I, I put in my name for it, and then uh, lo and behold, they hired me, and, and then now I'm down here uh, coaching weights and, uh, and, and or teaching weights and coaching uh, football and basketball. Well, coach, I think that's an awesome story, though. Uh, coach, uh, let's talk about um, let's talk about some of your players. Um, you know, for teams who have for uh, for people who haven't got to really to hear about your team, um, who would be some of the players on your football team that we would hear about on Friday nights if we were to go to a game or watch one of your guys' games on like a stream? Uh, you definitely hear about number three, uh, Dylan Sutton. He's our best running back. Uh, he, he's I call him a mini 
mini Barry Sanders. That dude can do anything and, and everything. He runs extremely hard. He's very, very shifty, uh, and he, he's, he's, a, he's an explosive weapon for us. Uh, next, you'd hear about our quarterback, uh, Tucker Wolf, number one. Uh, he's a lefty. Uh, he runs the ball extremely well. doesn't have overall great speed, but he, he, he runs very, very hard. Uh, he can throw the ball uh, wherever he wants, and he's, he's pretty accurate with that. And then you'd also hear about uh, number 10, our tight end slash receiver, uh, Hunter Yannick. Uh, he's about he's a, a lanky kid, about six foot one, about 175 pounds, and he does a great job of high-pointing the ball and does a great job blocking and, and runs routes extremely well. So those are our playmakers uh, overall. Uh, and then a couple other kids that step in, like uh, number 35, Levi uh, Hunter, who does a great job stepping in his role as, a, as our uh, fullback, who gets a lot of carries as well. But those are the majority of those are the guys that you're going to hear about from us. Well, Coach, um, let's get into your schedule here real quick. You guys are 10-1 uh, and one right now in the season. Um, only only regular season loss was to Drexel. Just give a quick um, summary of your guys' regular season. Regular season, we got extremely lucky uh, going going into it uh, with not having to be shut down because of COVID or anything like that. Um, we kind of rolled through some people. We beat uh, Liberal the first game of the year, 84 to 26. Uh, next week, we had uh, Rich Hill. Uh, we were our starting Mike Backer got injured that game, and then our, our backup uh, backer was actually out because of a COVID uh, issue. So we had to be scrambling around on defense. Uh, we ended up winning that game uh, by 35, if I remember, or 30 or something like that. Uh, then our next game after that was, uh, I believe, Osceola. We rolled through them. That, that was, a, it was uh, shoot, I, I think it was 84 to 6. And then after that, we had uh, Jasper, a very talented team with Jasper. Uh, they're, they're a hard-nosed team, and we had no problem with them. We beat them 72 to 14. Uh, then we played Bishop LeBlanc, who they're, the, they're a very physical ball team. Uh, played very well against them. Kind of had a slow start uh, in the first half, getting things started. But in the second half, we just took over. And then we played Drexel. That's been that was our one unlucky game with the with uh, COVID. Uh, we got on Wednesday. We got found out there was a couple of kids that had to be quarantined because of an exposure. They didn't have COVID, but they got ex- they were exposed to it. Um, so we, we ended up missing our top three players, of, well, our, our best linemen. Well, actually, our best lineman, our second best lineman was out with an injury that week. And then we were missing uh, Tucker Wolf and Dylan Sutton for those games, for that game as well. Uh, so that, that was a huge, huge blow to us. And, and our kids uh, played extremely well and hard. It was just, it just was too much. Uh, Drexel was just too much for us at that time. So, uh, and then we, we picked up right where we left off, and we got those. Uh, we were able to respond the next week and get a, a good win against Appleton City. Uh, then we got our kids back um, from the COVID issue and, and had a good game against Casey East. And then we finished up with Concordia. Uh, and then we rolled through first round of districts. Uh, just beat Rich Hill last week, 52 to nothing. And then here we are. So. It's been a it's been a it's been a very very blessed season with overall with COVID and we it could have been a lot worse than what some teams had it so uh, we're very very lucky but uh, it's been a it's been an awesome it's been an awesome year so far. Well, coach, I think that's a very very good way to look at it. Anytime you can play a full regular season, especially this year, that's absolutely a huge one hundred percent A plus in my book. So, um, co. Uh, 
Coach, let's go on to uh, the district championship game. This is the reason why we're here. Uh, I, this is the reason why uh, this is one of your guys' goals, I'm sure. So, getting a district championship. So, Drexel is back on the schedule this week. Um, can we talk um, about the scouting report as far as Drexel is concerned? And um, what can we expect from this football game on Friday? Well, I think it's going to be a very physical ball game. Uh, both teams like to pound the rock. Um, Drexel definitely uh, is a little bit more run heavy than we are, uh, but we like we love to to run the rock first. Um, they are a very very physical ball team on defense. Um, they love to they they do a great job on getting leverage and, and forcing forcing things back in, and so we're gonna have to be playing extremely well and playing fundamentally sound football to beat them. So uh, we we kind of primarily run a base wing T offense. Uh, we can we wing tee and then we get into a little bit of a spread stuff as well. We have the capabilities to throw when we need to, uh, especially with Tucker back at their at their quarterback. So uh, we could do a little couple of different things, but uh, we 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 hang our hat on the ability to run the football. Well, I think it should be a fun football game on Friday night, just like every other eight man district championship game we have on the schedule this week. So um, Art, that's Archie Coach Drew Smith. Um, Coach, I want to thank you so much for joining the podcast for the first time and um. Give me a few minutes of your time, and um, good luck to you and your boys on Friday. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, and that was that was fun. Thanks. Thank you so much, Coach Smith, for joining us here on the Cliff Notes Podcast for the first time. And then we got one more breakdown segment. We're bringing back Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane one more time to break down the eight-man District 1 championship game. Here's our conversation with Devin and Anthony right now. And we're here on the Cliffdales Podcast. We are talking eight-man district one, the last of our eight-man football districts. So, um, Anthony Craig, Devin Albertson here with us. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Doing well. Great. So, another case of uh, another case versus uh, one and two seeds. Um, holding serve, um, number two, Archie, visiting number one, Drexel. Eight-man district one championship. Give me the lowdown, guys. Yeah, um, well, this one's interesting. Uh, we were, weren't able to get 100% of this matchup when these two teams met earlier in the year. Um, but if you uh, go off the stats, you know, you're probably getting the best offense uh, in Southern Missouri uh, against probably the best defense. Uh, you know, both coaches were confident, uh, which is kind of the thing with every coach. And that's what's made, you know, this year so exciting is there's so many good teams and not really one that stands out. So all these coaches are confident. Uh, you know, uh, Coach Dean said, uh, you know, the guys like Tucker Wolf and Dylan Sutton and uh, Hunter Yonig mm -hmm. over in Archie, he said they may be the best uh, three players on any team. Uh, you know, he said he hadn't seen much from the North, but uh, he's really impressed with those guys. Um, and you've kind of seen that this year with Archie and their uh, 64 points per game. Um, so I think this one will come down to whether Coach Dean and Drexel and their defense can match up with a fully healthy Archie team. Because um, I know, you know, I don't believe Archie can stop Jacob Coffey and guys like that. Um, but if you have to get into a scoring match, it gets a little more difficult uh, running the football. Yeah, it does. And I think Drexel slow down this Archie team with number two scoring offense in the state of Missouri this year just behind Southwest Livingston, um, even ahead of a team like Pattonsburg and teams like that who can score a lot of points. Archie's been able to put some points up on the board this year. 
um, minus their one game versus Drexel, of course, where they were missing a couple of their star players due to COVID and other stuff that was happening down there. Um, but I think Drexel – I know we talk about defense sometimes, Nate, man, it's kind of an afterthought. Like, yeah, they hold them to 20 points a game. They're holding teams to 7.1 points per game. That's a touchdown a game, and that's it. Like, a two-point conversion every other time. Like, Drexel has been very good on defense this year. Um, and just every – especially here's a blade, like the zero points, zero points, maybe a touchdown here. Uh, they played Jasper back in week eight, allowed 26 points, I think. They played him again last week, goose-egged them. I mean, Drexel's – they figure things out defensively. They're a really good team. And I don't think Jacob Copley was uh, named the player of the year on offense or defense in the Wemo this year, but he is the best player in that conference. He just, he just is. I know he's just a sophomore, but he's the Drew Quinlan of down South. He just says he's that good of a player. Everyone you play, like you got to stop coffee. You got to block coffee on the other end. If you want a chance to win this game. And I think Drexel made some real strides from last year when they made the state semifinals where they played Mount city, who ended up winning a state championship and realized we aren't quite there yet. And the kid, the kids an extra motivation going into this year. Like, Hey, we need to get bigger, stronger, faster. We'll play the teams up North. They still got to deal with Archie this week, but I think this Drexel team is more equipped to play the teams up North this year because of their dedication this off season. And Archie, I'm not discounting them at all. I think they've had a great season. I just don't know if they have the defense to stop Drexel enough. I trust Drexel's defense a little bit more at this point. Drexel is the number one defense in the state. They're allowing. 166 yards of total offense per game. That's through six of the games I've seen stats posted for. They're shutting teams down um, on offense. I think this would be a great game. I can't wait to go down to Drexel for the first time. I do go south. <laughs> it does happen. Barely. Wow. Barely. The, team, the people in the south have spoken on the polls that I put out there where they wanted me to go this week, and they said Drexel Archie, so that's where I'm going this week. should be good to see Coach Dean and Coach Smith on the sidelines again, and it should be a lot of fun to watch the whirlwinds and the Bobcats. Uh, play this Friday night so should be a fun one so um gentlemen thank you guys so much we broke down four district championship games all of them should be tremendous I know uh Anthony you're going to be at South Holt you're going to be South Holt not away hold and um North Andrew then obviously Kevin said he's going to be at um Drexel this week so definitely follow them if you want to follow along with all those games here so um we'll definitely be tweeting along or retweeting on the Clifton's podcast here on the Clifton's podcast so gentlemen Devin Anthony Thank you guys so much for joining me like you do every single week. And um, good luck to you guys in your travels. And um, hopefully we've got some great games on the schedule this week. Thanks, Cliff. Thank you, Cliff. One last stat here. Uh, top nine defenses, eight are still in the playoffs here. So defense does matter in eight-man football. Defense so championships. Uh, Gavin Albertson said it. So, uh, gentlemen, thank you guys so much. Uh, definitely check, check it out. Four great games on the schedule. Yep. <laughs> Thank you so much to everybody that contributed to this uh, eight-man portion of the podcast, definitely. So here are the thank yous that go out. Stanberg coach Shane Hilton, East Atchison coach Aaron Behrens, North Andrew coach Dwayne Williams, Josh Peterson of South Holt, Nottaway Holt, Southwest Livingston coach Oren Magruder, North Shelby coach Seth Bass, Drexel coach Philip Dean, Archie coach Drew Smith, David Albertson, and Anthony Crane. Thank you guys so much for making this episode of the Cliff Notes Podcast happen. Now, a little reminder, you can follow the Cliff Notes podcast at CliffNotes underscore pod. You can check them out there. David Alberson, you can check out Straight Up Sports on Spotify and on your podcast apps. And for Anthony Crane, you can check out the Anthony Crane podcast that is on Anchor. You can definitely check that out there. So, that will do it for the Week 12 pregame show. 
We'll be back next week for week 13 as we cover high school football quarterfinal action in 11-man and semifinal and 8-man action. And we have a preview of the City Basketball Jamboree here in St. Joseph. That will all be covered next week on the Cliff Dose Podcast. Until then, take care, everybody.